This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All the World's a Cage the podcast that voraciously voyages through Nicolas Cage's filmography one movie at a time. But it's not just a podcast, y'all. It's an extradition operation. Join us as we transport El Gato Fantasma. Play with us a game of shuffleboard with a Black Ops hitman. And laugh with us as every single fucking character in this movie dunks on LaMonica Garrett. Today, we're discussing the 2019 VOD action film Primal featuring Nick Cage as Frank Walsh, a foul-tempered big game hunter. As always, spoilers, 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 I'm your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your co-host, Josh. I'm your co-host, Sean. So, uh, welcome everybody to what is almost certainly going to be the shortest episode of All the Worlds a Cage, because I don't really have shit to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, okay, at the end of last recording session, we had a little, like, coming-to-God moment where we are like, guys, we gotta... We gotta pick one of the bad ones. We gotta start doing the bad ones. We can't just burn through yeah. all these like good, good hits right off the bat. And I'd say we succeeded in the task of finding one of the bad Nicolas Cage movies, because <laughs> this ain't it, y'all. This sucks. This movie's fucking sucked. I, I was bummed out. Couldn't find it anywhere. I had to buy it on Amazon. <laughs> so I bought this movie, which means I own this movie forever dude i would have lent you my copy you have this on dvd damn straight we're both trying to get all of them so <laughs> yes shit oh god i was not a fan of this i was very bored i'm gonna be honest i checked out for a solid 20 minutes near the end um i had to watch part of it twice because i realized i hadn't been paying attention for about 20 minutes yeah yeah sean what'd you think now did that did that actually change your the viewing of the movie at all like no i i watched 20 <laughs> minutes of it and like i might as well have just had my eyes closed like that's the same effect it had it's like it's like when you read a like you're falling asleep but you wanted to like finish the page so you keep reading that same line and then by the 10th <laughs> time you're just like why <laughs> just go to bed and then at the end you go wow that line sucked <laughs> Damn it, Neil Gaiman. I don't know what any of these American gods are doing. I can't retain new information. <laughs> Sean, what did you think of this movie? Uh, well, my uh, opinion on this has changed, much like revisiting most of these movies. It goes more from I watched it when it came out to DVD because uh, I'm just that kind of guy. Wow. And then uh, I remember really, really being bummed out about it. And I was just like, I don't remember an entirely what the story was. Mm -hmm. I knew there was a big cat, and when he falls into the... Really, what I'm remembering is actually the first 20 minutes of this movie. And I think I probably fell asleep, because <laughs> I did not remember most of the boat fighting, which is yep. probably two-thirds of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the whole end of the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we watched uh, this movie in 2019 when it came out or maybe it wasn't 2019 maybe it was like earlier this year i don't remember forgettable like mm. the, everything about this movie it was a one of the rare movies where we were like a third of the way through it and i was just like wow i'm i'm just gonna go to bed <laughs> instead of even finishing this like i don't have to it's not like i have to be up for work in five yeah. hours or anything like 
this just sucks so bad that I would just rather be unconscious than <laughs> seeing the rest of this film. I mean, it was a struggle for me. Honestly, I paused it halfway through because I was just so bored. I was just so bored. I didn't have anything else to do. I just paused it so I could take a break from having to concentrate on this movie. It was not enjoyable. Yeah, this was a difficult one to not play Animal Crossing during. I was like, I have to pay attention. It's for the podcast. Gotta come up with the good jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still played Animal Crossing over it. <laughs> so I hope you folks at home enjoy our sacrifice of our free time, which we spent watching this fucking movie. Uh, where do you guys want to start? Okay, uh, in a, a flimsy perch above the, is it, it's not Amazon, it's, where was he? Yeah, it's in the what Amazon about, rainforest. It, we're in, we're in Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brazil. And, yeah, you, you get that, like, fun little, like, oh no, like, kind of like that Jaws moment where, like, the boat keeps getting, like, kind of bumped. Mm -hmm. But it's actually just a tree with a, I guess, a giant tiger. <laughs> sorry. Well, sorry. White jag. Yeah, white jag. White jag. <laughs> Before <laughs> those keeping count, we have said tiger once. Not gonna be the last time. <laughs> before his uh before his beautiful new friend finds him though, he's sitting in the perch smoking a cigar. <laughs> because as we all know, when you're an experienced hunter that's tracking big game that has a very acute sense of smell, you should definitely light up one of those stinky bad boys and just go to town on it, you know. He's also reading a magazine that's just called real estate. Yeah, and it looked beat. It's just, up. it's just like, called. Yeah, this is a real estate magazine issue that he has been through a few fucking times. Yeah, it's a real estate magazine that is twenty years old. Every ma every house in there has been demolished by this point. But it's, it's, it's not. It's the same reason why it's like I go on Zillow. I, I don't expect I'm going to be buying those houses. I just want a window shop. No, but he does, though. Once he finds his beautiful white Jaguar that is worth, mm -hmm. at various points in the film, a million dollars, $75,000, and $100,000. Well, it's, he, it's the emotional anguish that the, 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 the animal has gone through that really just really grinds it, it that price down. Knocks it off, yeah. yeah I think, yeah. actually, I think the 75000 is what the Madrid zoo offers him for a black jaguar mm. yeah that was the initial price they offered and now that he's found the white one it's gonna sell for a million i believe yeah but but he definitely later on he goes like well a hundred thousand dollars just went that way so <laughs> i gotta let my friend of several years die yeah we should probably talk about nick cage in this movie he is like a big game hunter who finds exotic animals for zoos i guess so not really a hunter he's like a He's like a trapper. Yeah, like a trapper. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's just kind of a dick for pretty much the entirety of the movie. He This is like my favorite kind of Nicolas Cage archetype, I think, which is the like swaggering, drunk, sort of an asshole kind of character. I love when he plays people like this. Yeah, he it's the drunk asshole with a heart of gold that can only be lured out of hiding by Xenia on a top. <laughs> yes. And also, Famke Jansen is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just have to say that uh, this is a skipping ahead a bit, but the chemistry between those two is non-existent. But... E electric. Ah, uh, smoldering? Like, the fire might have been there, but, like, you came, like, two days after it had burned itself out, and there's just, like, a couple of embers, maybe? I think the word you're looking for is ashen. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. 
That one, Ashen. Yes, their chemistry is Ashen. Uh, because at the end, she gives him her card. Yeah. As if it's like, hey, if you find yourself in my neck of the woods, give me a call sometime. And he does not even like, he's not even like, yeah, I'll call you. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's just like, uh, more trash to carry. Yeah. Like, what? What am I going to? Now I've got a dumb, bad weird. bird and some trash. <laughs> so does, Great. Do you guys think, like, round table here, do you think he calls her? No. no. I, I think he dies somewhere near the ocean. I don't think that Alone. the... I don't think that the screenwriters even really quite managed to get there on the plot that happens in the movie. So mm -hmm. to try to project a further plot out from it is really just a fool's errand. Yeah, I don't think he calls her. And if he does, I think she looks at the phone and is like, oh, God, I forgot I gave that guy my number. I'm not going to answer <laughs> this. Oh, God, that was, that was a very emotionally taxing 24 hours. I wasn't in a great place. I probably shouldn't have given him my number. I've just been tied up for like a day. And by the way, how much of a bummer is it that the only female character in this movie spends 20 minutes of it bound and gagged? Mm-hmm. Mm, rough. Mm -hmm. Real big bummer there. Also, she has like military background. Yeah. She should have had yeah. something more to do instead of just having like these mercenary types just like run around and be like, you know, just be mm -hmm. like that classic movie asshole where he's just like, I'm, a, I'm not, you don't have to like me. Yeah. But you have to listen to me because I'm on this ship and I'm in charge. Yeah, like <laughs> well, what LaMonica Garrett says to the captain is, you don't have to like me, you don't even have to respect me, you just have to obey me. Whoa. And I want to talk about LaMonica Garrett because people are really, really mean to his character in this movie, <laughs> including, like, his own crew of goons. <laughs> yeah. He's just, like, constantly getting called, like, a shit-for-brain <laughs> idiot and, like, <laughs> yeah. All, like... I should have written down the burns. They're all assholes to him the, yeah. the entire movie. And so much of it is unwarranted. Like, yeah, he's kind of a hard ass, but the most dangerous, super mercenary assassin, they call him a bunch of stuff in this movie. But like one of the most dangerous people in the world is loose on this boat. Like maybe listen to that guy. Yeah, he's he's just doing his job, which is transporting a deranged murderer who's been charged by the US government with crimes against humanity. <laughs> Don't know if that's a real charge, but if it is, it's probably bad. I looked it up because I was I had the exact same thought. I looked it up and it's like the most serious crimes. It's like Nuremberg trials level shit. Ugh. Like, yeah, he's he's not a good guy. Yeah, he, he even says that when he's like, I was in the in the like little standoff they have. That he's like, I was uh, I, w I was sent down there by the CIA to like kill people for hire, and then the other people in charge were paying me to kill those other people. And then it's just like, okay, I don't you you didn't drop any names, so I don't think yeah. that's like those are real people. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> the, those are exactly the sort of moments in this movie where my brain just fully stops, just like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I am almost out of coffee. Should probably run to the grocery store tomorrow. Wait, is he talking about the yeah. CIA? There what were the there fuck? were multiple times during this movie when I I literally just started looking at things around my room. I I was literally just like I was like, where did I get that mug? <laughs> hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, hey, Floor. It's the it's it's the. I pet my cat a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you were wearing him as a hat for a minute. It was, <laughs> it was fun. But it's it's that kind of like word salad mm-hmm. that just keeps coming back. Where it's like you know military types do it in movies where it's just like, I was here. I was stationed with here. I had like four rubber noses up Guantanamo. I don't like. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't right. matter. But it's the same kind of thing you see in like Star Trek where they're just like, we didn't flim flam the jib jab and now the parallax is all interverted. Yeah. And it's like, I can at least believe that because it's made up garbage. Like, I mean, at least it's like fake science that I can kind of like, it doesn't, I don't have to wrap my mind around it. But this is like rank of command. This is like what people are like literally make careers out of. And when you just like goo gobbledygook all that nonsense, I just, I yeah, it's boring. It's like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's not fun. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. Yeah, it's boring, it, and it actively, like, breaks your concentration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like if you just, like, cut and paste, like, random words out of a Tom Clancy book, <laughs> and then eventually you just get this script. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's like it was written by like a rogue AI that is like has just been fed 20 Tom Clancy books and like one book about like the natural history of Brazilian wildlife. Or the one of the books that you accidentally fed into it was like the like most dangerous game or whatever. <laughs> and, it, like, and, then that's, and it really okay. misunderstood it. Yep. Okay. That's not quite what this was about. All right. <laughs> It's frustrating, too, because I actually think the conceit of this movie is, like, pretty cool. You know, if you just describe the plot, you know, it sounds like a movie that could be fun. Yeah. Not, like, good necessarily, but it should be more fun than it is. It's like, this movie is just all fight scenes that I didn't care about. Absolutely. It's all action that, like, doesn't engage you. It's like, okay, they're swinging knives around, whatever. Yeah, I mean, the plot point is like, or the, the, the plot concept is almost a guaranteed home run for just a, a dumb, fun action movie. It's a guy is transporting a bunch of dangerous animals on a boat along with this other group who's transporting a very dangerous, you know, mass murderer. The mass murderer gets free, but also releases all the animals. Great. That's awesome. And then it just sucks. There's no tension in it. It tries to do way too much and ends up doing not nearly enough because of that. It doesn't it, it doesn't explore any of the plot points to the to the degree where they would be interesting or engaging. Uh, there's no tension in it. I'm just sad now. Yeah, the the animals are really underutilized. Like the white jag does a couple of things. Mm. A snake bites a guy. Mhm. Uh, Nick Cage does a weird little dance to, like, shepherd a taper back into a cage. And then monkeys eat the chef. Yeah, and monkeys, <laughs> eat, monkeys eat the chef, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I if you had given me a 100,000 guesses, I would not ever have said that the first kill in this movie would be a bunch of monkeys just going to town on a cook. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, a cook that looks like um, Jason Manzukis's Brazilian grandfather. Oh shit! Yeah, I just thought. Well, yeah. I thought it was Luis Guzman with like a big beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I did like the chef actually. He doesn't really have any. I don't think he has any lines that are in English. But they give him the little throwaway scene of like one of the 
Given the birds. One of the guys tries to, like, steal an extra corn on the cob from him <laughs> or something, and he, like, smacks his hand with the tongs, and they get into a shouting match and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I, I liked that. That was a nice little character-building moment for, uh, for him and, I think, for the U.S. Marshal guys. Yeah, there were, like... See, that's the thing, is there were enough, like, little moments in this that it kept like it was just barely good enough that i wanted it to be actually good and it kept letting me down you know what i mean like i've seen a hundred movies that are like abysmally worse than this (laughs) this is like the textbook definition of like a four out of ten like it's not the worst it's just not it's not offering anything Mm. good yeah, if, I know exactly what you mean. It's just kind of frustrating because I think with a few small tweaks, it could have been good or at least much better. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys think that the cat was going to be like a bigger part of the plot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- like, definitely. The tagline of the movie is like the ultimate hunter versus the ultimate predator. You know, the, the eyes are on the poster. It's called Primal. It's about the cat. It should be about the cat. Yeah, and then there's the whole um, exposition dump in the village scene with that guy, um, Diego, like right after he catches the jaguar. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, the cat is an evil spirit. Be careful. You know, it's been worshipped for... Yeah, El Gato Fantasma. (laughs) El Gato Fantasma. Uh, And he even literally looks at Nick Cage and goes, you're in danger, senor. And then it just doesn't amount to really all that much. I mean, yeah, he chases it around the boat, but... I thought for sure it was going to, like, kill the bad guy at the end or something big. It did. Well, yeah, but, like, you know, it killed the bad guy at the end like I kill a corn dog at the Iowa State Fair. I mean, it, <laughs> like, it was offered up to it. It's not, it's not, it like, it, it's not like it hunts him. Yeah. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't kill. I'm sorry. It didn't kill Loeffler. Nick Cage fed Loeffler to the tiger, to the yeah. jaguar. Damn it, that's two. I said tiger, shit. It's okay, Josh. I'm also very excited to see Nick Cage play Joe Exotic. That's happening, by the way. Oh, is it really happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's happening. Oh, it's this is a real project. And isn't it a mini-series? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, tel- it's a television series. Well, if any man could. Directed by I'm gonna look Joe Exotic. It okay, are we just going <laughs> to full-on abandon this movie? <laughs> yeah, can we talk the about The way that the okay. crew abandoned so, the ship? Do you guys just want to talk about Tiger King? Because I would rather do that. Speaking of uh, things... Uh, speaking of abandoning this movie, do you guys want to know the thing that brought me the most joy <laughs> about this movie? What? It's when I started doing research afterwards, and I was like, this is Monica Garrett guy. He's pretty good in this movie. I wonder what his deal is. So I go to his Wikipedia article, right? Now, he's appeared in a few films. Okay. He, you know, he has a full-fledged acting career. Yeah. But it also listed him as being a former slam ball player. Are you guys familiar with the sport of slam ball? Now, is that basketball, but with trampolines? Sean, it is exactly basketball with trampolines, <laughs> but also full contact. Like, it's full contact basketball with trampolines. So awesome basketball? Yeah, it was the, the most 90s sport to ever exist. If Did it could've... exist during the 90s? I'm not sure. Didn't get that far. Just started looking up YouTube videos of the top, you know, 20 all-time plays. And that shit was fucking so wild i was i was having a ball watching those videos so <laughs> slam ball exists if if you're like me and you had never heard of slam ball before get down get down to clown it's extremely fun now if only they could do that with baseball <laughs> yeah nope full contact baseball sorry guys 
I was just opening a new tab and looking up Slam Ball, and the first thing is Riders vs. Mobs Slam Ball Slugfest. Ooh, Slam Ball Insane Plays. Oh shit, sorry, yeah, we gotta do this movie. Um, what happens next? Oh, I don't know. We haven't really been following the plot. I know. Okay, okay, let's think. Okay, so he, capt he captures uh, the white jaguar and then puts it on a boat that I, I guess he uses frequently to transport animals. Yeah, he has like an existing relationship with uh, the captain and the captain's son. Well, and the rest of the crew, really. I mean, he's pretty friendly yeah. with all of them. Yeah, that's true. He does seem to uh, have a pre-existing relationship with the um, engine room guys, too. Yeah, um, Scuddy and uh, Jerome, I think yep. that's his name. Mm. Jerome was yeah. tight. What's that, Sean? I said Jerome was pretty tight, like... Big old like uh, monkey wrench as a weapon is always awesome. Fuck yeah, I love big ass wrenches as weapons. You don't see that enough. Yeah, and really fitting for the like engine room badass too. You know, yeah, it's cool. I also like the one of the things I did like in this movie was Scuddy's moment where he just like realizes like, oh man, I can just shut this shit the fuck off and like actually have some cards to okay. play. I have a yeah. problem with that scene, mostly because if you shut off the engine. Why not go to another part of the boat? He won't find you, or at least he'll be harder to find you. And he doesn't know how to turn on the boat. Yeah. Why do, why do you hang out there? I get it. You want it to be like kind of a trap. But if it's a trap and you're an old Navy man, why don't you use a gun? Why don't you, why don't you have a gun? And like... Yeah. <sighs> In Scuddy's defense... He's pretty stupid. He's very stupid. Because <laughs> there's also that scene where he he meets Loeffler, the crazy villain of this movie. Yeah. And Loeffler's pretending to be pretty men. Right. He, he's wearing, like, U.S. Marshal gear, and he's pretending to be yep. one of the U.S. Marshals. And he is so obviously out of his mind. He's so obviously crazy. He looks like a killer, like, possessed doll. He looks insane. <laughs> and Scuddy's just like... Yeah, okay, I'll tell you everything I know. Yeah. Huh, wait, you guys weren't <laughs> with that guy? I mean, he was just here. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. and this is after it's already been announced to everyone that he's on the loose, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dangerous mention. killer is on the loose, and this fucking, like, horrible Chucky doll face man walks out of the shadows and is just like, hey, is there another way to steer the boat, or is the one that I'm going to smash up the only one? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I think that's it. I think that's the only one. I've been boating for 60 years, and if there's a second bridge, I ain't found it. And it's like, okay. I was in the Merchant Marines, and I was drunk the whole time. <laughs> that's why I'm still working on this boat. <laughs> it's just so ass night that, like, you're going to have... Uh, this like massive like transportation of a like a super dangerous person or whatnot and nobody like you didn't like pass a photo of the guy on around to the crew and be like don't mm. you know this guy if you ever see him run because he's dangerous <laughs> like, yeah they they didn't like, have a staff meeting about it no. like it's just like if you happen to be privy to watching him get yeah. loaded into his cage like then, even in the mess hall no everybody's gathered there yeah just just put up a poster and be like Yo, don't talk to this guy. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, well, to be fair, they do just dump all of the information to Nick Cage immediately. Like, Nick Cage begins already being friends with the crew of the ship, which is fine. That makes sense. Yeah. But the U.S. Marshal people also immediately become, like, extremely open with him. 
they just tell him everything in the middle of the mess hall. Yeah, they're they, yeah they're in the mess hall, and I'm pretty sure how it goes down is he's like, so what's the deal with like that weirdo that you guys brought on here, and you guys have all these guns? What's up with that? And fucking that dude from The Sopranos is just like. <laughs> It's, cla it's classified. And then Nick goes, well, we're on a boat together. I think I have a right to know. And then he just goes, yeah, shit. I guess you do. And then tells him everything. Like, I, I thought you just said it was fucking classified. Words mean things. Classified means classified. You can't just tell him, like, yeah, it's just fucking so stupid. And also, we're on a boat together. Oh, I guess I never thought about it that way. <laughs> You're right. Why didn't they just... Boats do mean something. <laughs> Sorry. It's the boatsman's code. Um, boatsman's code. Why didn't they take a Navy boat? They have a lot of those, I think. Uh, well, they uh, they do actually mention that. They say the Brazil police force or Brazilian government or whoever had caught him had told them that they had like six hours to pick him up or they were just going to shoot him. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it's either that or he disappears. Yeah. yeah. And then they said the reason he couldn't fly is because he has arteriovenous malformation in his left uh, lobe or whatever. Wow. Which I looked up. It's an actual thing. They found an act. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now, they do say in this movie that he developed it during one of his tours of duty or atrocities i can't really remember yeah they say he developed it somewhere and from what i was reading it's most common a congenital uh oh okay so not something you can like develop yeah it's like a birth defect you know catch probably yeah yeah but you know pretty much he has mcguffin disease so like he can't that's why that's we couldn't really put him on some sort of plane of couldn't put him on a plane full of convicts <laughs> well, what would you call that <laughs> what would you call a plane full of convicts? Some kind of convict airplane. Hmm. I'll tell you what I'd call it. A better goddamn movie than this one. <laughs> oh! Damn! Don't. <laughs> I liked... I liked that Loeffler is uh, an assassin mercenary, like war criminal or whatever, but he also decided to just like let a bunch of monkeys out. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's an awful, horrible person. But he's also got like a real mischievous kind of like trickster side to him. Like he's still fun. Yeah, he's a prankster for sure. Which, if you think about it, is actually really stupid because if he's like a master tactician and like extremely good at the art of killing, like why release a bunch of animals? That just introduces a ton of variables that you can't control. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really use them to sow any meaningful chaos like he kind of just systematically murders the people around him like without any real issue which was okay you have two deaths from animals i mean ship captain aside because he does get flown away which i was like why wouldn't he just die come on didn't you say it was gonna take like an hour uh-huh it's been he's he is stone cold dead in this movie yeah like that dude is dead and i get it they it's like the father of the kid so you want it to like you know not be super sad mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time then just have it bite some other crew member it doesn't matter mm -hmm. speak like for yourself been, I'm instead all of for killing all of death. them instead of killing all the crew members 
they had like a bunch of the crew members just like take off on the life boat overnight and it's like well we could have had either more animal attacks or we could have had you know just more murder which i mean when i say it out like that it makes me sound crazy no i mean it's this is a movie <laughs> it's an action movie it's, it's an a action movie. movie i'm just saying yeah, i wanted right. more action there there could have been like you know could have been at least a couple more cat attacks you know yeah i mean overall other than the cat just prowling around nope didn't seem that dangerous nope because you could just close a bulkhead and then boom you trapped it yeah just close two doors you could close a chain link fence you trapped a cat good job good job it's like the monkeys were more <laughs> devastating to that crew i mean yeah when you think about it the <laughs> monkeys are the only animal that actually really killed somebody in this movie well no the jaguar that's the one that the cat does mm. get one of the uh, one commando the, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets him I, in the neck. I completely forgot about yeah. that because I didn't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not really it's not really important, is it? I completely forgot about that. Mm. I mean, I guess I, under, I understand why they wouldn't use too much of the animals because when you have CGI that is that high quality, it's the, the dollars start to rack up. Oh, yeah, the, like, PlayStation 2 and a half Turok game that we were playing all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This movie came out in 2019. Last year. Like, according to IMDb, this movie had an estimated production budget of $9 million. $9 million. Wow. All went into that cat. And the, How? And How? The, I guess the boat, too. How was that a $9 million cat? There's no way. No fucking way. And they knew it looked bad, too. You know they knew it looked bad. Because there's the scene when he's he's first boarding the boat, and he's talking to um, Raffi, the, the captain's son. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's pointing over, mm -hmm. and he's like, look at that. What do you think? 400-pound white jag. And it cuts over, and it's a cage that is covered in a blanket. <laughs> yeah, there's a fucking tarp on it. And it's like, well, gee, Nick, I don't know. It looks like a fucking tarp to me, bud. But uh, pretty impressive, I guess. I bet they watched the, the dailies or whatever, or, like, saw the CGI, and they're like, ooh, shit, that looks terrible. Um, well, let's reshoot a cage with a blanket on it. Fuck it. Yeah, we, we can trim that part, I bet. Well, yeah, they trim, the, they just slash the like little claw marks in the cloth, and it's like, oh, she looks angry. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. um, she doesn't look like anything. You just slash some cloth. Like, yeah, that production, I mean, that production assistant with a knife on the inside of that cage uh, sure looks angry. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I mean, it didn't even look good. Like the the movie in general, it's like it just it had that same yellow filter that uh, Breaking Bad used whenever they went to like anywhere south of America. You know, it had that like yellow filter, so you know like this is Mexico. Mm. It had the exact same filter over the entire movie. It was so gross and just I, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, sure, it's gonna like have the pr horrible problem of um, yeah, your CGI animals are gonna look so dumb in the future but that's I mean, i've overlooked fine. i've overlooked thought, that before yeah that's fine <sighs> like that in and of itself is not a death knell Jum jumanji is hard to rewatch. like yeah only because of the monkeys in fact in this movie i thought the monkeys were the best part <laughs> yeah the monkeys looked okay yeah i thought the they snake looked... looked like the snake looked like a reasonable snake i i yeah. saw a snake that was that like i didn't i mean Every time the jaguar would run, it just looked like it had no weight. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's like, I get that that's a problem with animation, mm -hmm. but 
it's just, and I, I mean, it's a difficult one, but without that, it's like you keep saying it's a 400-pound cat, and I'm like, is it? I mean, this is exactly why Attack like it... the Block is so badass, you know? Anything oh, yeah. you can do in production to, But you those know... were guys in suits. Yeah, exactly, which is yeah. way sicker. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they felt like they had weight. And I, I also thought the lighting never looked quite right on the Jaguar either. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. Actually, there's one scene that I actually really liked where the Jag uh, wire... It's right when he catches it in the little chain link fence near the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And so he's trapped it. And then it gets right before the knife fight between him and... uh, We haven't had a fun name for him yet. uh, The Elder Tremor Brother. Elder Tremor Brother. You know, the elder one. But smoking aces. When they they fight, though... (laughs) And then, like, he, like, they... they Sorry. Okay. Wow, what a pull, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, by the way, if that movie is bad, don't tell me, because I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters in, like, 2005 when yeah, it came either. out. And I thought that movie was bad ass. I remember liking it. Yeah. Sophomore in high school, Jeff was like, man, this movie fucking slams. <laughs> yeah, I remember enjoying it, too. Uh, the, but the scene where he locks it in... Like, locks the Jaguar up. That one split, like, you know, real quick scene yeah. where he, like, turns around and then the Jaguar, like, realizes that he's not, like, gonna let him out. So it just kind of, like, drops and then kind of, like, walks over to wherever because it's, like, not... I mean, it's trapped in a very small con- spot. That looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought that cat looked great. But that's also because it was very quick and it didn't linger on the cat. Yeah. Which... They never want to do in this because every time they do, oh boy, does that look like a fake cat? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and it's funny because usually in these lower budget like monster movies, that's usually the thing, right? Is that they're just showing you like flashes of, yeah. of the beast, and you don't like ever have to focus in on it for too long, so you don't Save really have up. the opportunity to see how bad it looks. And that that's what makes it good, actually. A lot of the time, it's it's usually inadvertent but it's what makes the monster scarier because you only see bits and pieces of it. In the first Alien, I I don't think you see the actual full alien, like the entirety of it in one shot, until, I don't know, probably like 20 minutes before the end. And and, in Jaws, the... um, they had an animatronic shark that they were going to use that broke, so they only they were only able to put in about half as much shark as they initially had planned on, and it makes the movie way fucking scarier. Yeah, I mean, well, especially with Jaws, not seeing the creature is the the suspenseful part. Like, I mean, if you just saw a shark, you'd be like, okay, don't go over there. There's a shark. But it's <laughs> it's the it's the like creeping up, and you don't know when it's going to attack is where you get the fear. And with this cat, like, I mean, it's, it's, first off, I mean, if you set this in like a jungle, it would make more, like, just more, it would be mm-hmm. more freeing probably to the, like, the animators or whoever's doing the cat to, like, you know, give it more leeway. You could have yeah. it, like, just be poking its, like, nose out of a bush or something. Yeah. But here it's like, you're just, like, metal everything. And then the doors are, like, you know, have, like, little lips on them, so you don't even, you have to step over them. So it's, like, you don't have, like, this cool, like, tracking shot of, like, the, like, you don't even see the, like, 
point of view of the animal, which I thought was weird in this movie. Because they do it in every fucking movie. Well, they do it right at the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right when he is tracking, you know, getting, like, capturing it, they show it. And I was like, okay, that's going to be a thing later in the movie, probably. We're going to see through its eyes as it, like, prowls, yeah. you know, through the decks of the ship. Nope. Um, yeah. Not really. Yeah. I, I would have also liked to see a shot where, like, people walk past it. Yeah, you know, and we see it. The audience sees the it background. hidden, and they walk. Yeah, they walk close to it without sensing it or whatever. But it's always just kind of like dopely, like <laughs> loping into the shot. It's like, oh, who's in this hallway? Oh, Nicholas Cage. That guy beat me up before. I better run away again. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, I, I, I think you're totally right, Sean. That um, not only was it like just not only did it not look good. But the fact that it was in this weird environment made it look even worse. Like, if this CGI had been in a jungle, it probably wouldn't have looked nearly as bad. But the fact that it was on, like, a boat surrounded by metal and gray paint made it just fucking jump out. Ugh. It doesn't matter what, like, the tiger... Jaguar. Damn it. Jaguar. (laughs) What is that? Three? Four? No? (laughs) Whatever. For those keeping track at home... Three tie wires. Three tie wires. All right. It's okay. So there's a, this little line exchange where they're like, "Oh, I used to work at a zoo," or like, "My father worked at a zoo too." And he's like, "Oh wait, I knew your dad. He, your, your dad was the admiral. Oh, that makes sense because you're both like military." Yeah, Famke Jansons. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Navy must run in the family, and. And then uh, he says at the end of the movie where he's like, well, I could go to take this to his... What town is it? I already forgot. (laughs) He says he could take it to some small town or whatever where there's like a maybe city, whatever, where there's a zoo. And he's like, I could give them the... They could take the animal there. And they're like, well, what about all that money? And he goes, they don't have any money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's he's come around to the idea of taking it to a sanctuary where they've had some success breeding endangered animals. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And then he's like, talks to the bird and the bird's like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is a weird like about face for his character. And I don't feel like it was really set up that well. Famke Jansen basically spends the whole movie watching Leo, the captain, die and telling Nick Cage that he's a bad person. And he continually says, like, I I know, I don't care. And then at the end, he's like, I do care now. Mm -hmm. But that's it. There's not like a like really a reason why he changed his mind that I can think of. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Like, and okay, yeah, even even just in the like right before that part, they're like taking the like boat captain off of the ship. They're taking him up to a helicopter or whatnot, Mm -hmm. and his son's following him, and he's like, "Look after your dad for me." And it's like, dude, you your snake bit him, like. (laughs) Like, it's your fault. He's got bit in the first place. He never says sorry. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't need to, I guess. He's just like, eh, he's not dead yet. The last thing he says to Leo, the captain in this movie is, I left you for dead. And then Leo gets on the helicopter and flies away. Yeah, it wasn't my fault. It was tall Rorschach. (laughs) God, that guy. I mean, I thought that actor was really good. Um, mm-hmm. He's he played crazy well. Yeah, he's one of those actors who's just kind of a crazy asshole in like all of his and all of his uh, parts, and he kills it. He was he was in Lost 
and he's really good in that too. Was he the Black Smoke? No, he wasn't the Black Smoke guy, no. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I was thinking while I was watching this that it must be really weird to know actors like that in real life, you know? People who play scary villains all the time. It must be really weird to be their spouse or something and get into a fight. Like, imagine getting into an argument with, like, the actor who plays Pennywise or something. I think I could take him. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. It's like... They, We're I mean, both dancing clowns. Any of the, like, famous actors that have, like, you know, their crazy, scary face that they can, you know, flick on, like, you know, flipping a light switch, it probably is the same face that comes out when they're actually angry. I yeah. mean, that's, like, what acting is all about, right? Is like, you're supposed to tap into real emotions in order to summon those performances up or whatever. Yeah, like, you get into an argument with Anthony Hopkins, and he just becomes, like, Hannibal Lecter. Oof. I, I, gulp. Yeah, gulp is right. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Stop talking about how you want to eat liver and kidney beans. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what it would be like to be married to somebody like that. I wouldn't know what it's like to be married. But yeah, that's, <laughs> it's it's just the like yeah tapping into the raw emotion. That's pretty like standard like acting class, right? Isn't that like that's. I don't think every actor draws from some sort of actual emotion. Maybe they're just really good at being sociopaths or mimicking human emotion or... <laughs> Shit, yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's, there's, know, there's, different, there's different techniques. There's because different techniques. Yeah. Do we even know what kind of actor Nick Cage is? Is he someone that needs to, like, seriously get into some sort of rhythm and then does he stay as that actor or as that... As that character through the entire sh show, I don't know. I don't fucking know. That's why I'm down. Method acting. Well, yes, kind of. I watched a um, a GQ interview with Nick Cage where he's talking about all of his different performances, and he's talking about filming Bad Lieutenant, about how he had a fake cocaine that he would snort before he did scenes to get him in that like mental place, mm. and that I guess Werner Herzog. And some other crew members started catching him doing it. And so Werner, like, took him aside and said, like, hey, man, I can't, <laughs> can't do that on, on set. And Nick was like, I could tell him that it's not real, but that would, like, take me out of character. So he just started yelling at Werner Herzog about, like, leave me the fuck alone and let me do my cocaine. Oh, my God. So he does kind of do a method thing, apparently. Okay, huh. um... Now, second question to that, I guess. Uh, do you think that was actually fake cocaine? <laughs> oh, Cause, boy. Because, like, if you got caught doing drugs, wouldn't you just be like, no, no, especially if you're coked up. No, this is totally, <laughs> this is fake cocaine. Why would I be doing real cocaine? Oh, oh, you thought that was real? That's crazy. I'm yeah, an actor. come on. I, I wouldn't do cocaine on set to get into character. <laughs> This is a designer drug, and it's perfectly legal. <laughs> perfectly legal. It's actually an anesthetic they use for elephants. Are you just saying the uses for cocaine? No. I, the, the, like, whatever. Don't it's, worry. This is only a Schedule Two narcotic. So. Yeah. It, it gets that sore tooth out of the yeah. way and then um, makes you crave another bump. Yeah. It's not cocaine. It's actually a new drug. They haven't even scheduled it yet. Anyway, are we rolling or what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit action, right? Action!
action, action, go, yeah, oh, uh, remember? All right, click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Werner, get in here with the clacker. Jesus. I know yeah. you like to do it. All right, where's the bearded dragon? Ah, oh, oh, I thought I said that. <laughs> okay, yet again, we're talking about a different movie. <laughs> I know, I was, I know, I was just thinking that. I don't want to do, I don't want to do this. Hey, hey, guys. I don't want to do this. Can I just make a suggestion? What? Let's end this fucking episode. <laughs> Wait, we didn't even get to special features! Oh, yeah, hold, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on a sec, what was that? <laughs> what was what? Did you guys see that? Over there. Behind the scenes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was, like, looking at the waveform on the audacity, like, wait, we would be seeing different things, though. And that's god what we in the biz call a segue. This is the part where we talk about the behind the scenes and special features uh, related to this movie. I have not done the research. Uh, Jeff and Sean, what do you guys got this week? Oh, uh, <laughs> God. Oh, the boys in the lab were fast asleep on this one. Can't believe you've done this to me. Yeah, what did our research department come up with? Uh, yeah, n not too much on this one, honestly. This is a, uh, you know, modern day, you know, the VOD mm -hmm. now yeah. they're referred to. This is a direct-to-DVD film. Right. Uh, no wide theatrical release, so I uh, didn't turn up too many cool, fun pill bugs under the stones I turned over. Pretty much the only really interesting thing is that this movie was directed by veteran stunt coordinator Nick Powell. Oh. Uh, Nick Nick Powell uh, having choreographed stunts for everything from Gladiator to GoldenEye to Braveheart wow. to Marmaduke <laughs> to Muppets <laughs> Treasure Island. I mean, he 122 credits here. Wow. I mean, hey, to be fair, the fight scenes in Marmaduke are pretty fucking <laughs> off the wall. Yeah, white knuckle action for sure. It's crazy, yeah. In Born the, identity. And the fight scenes in this movie are also really well choreographed. Yeah, I thought that was good. That's not the problem. That is not the problem with them. The problem is you don't care about any of the fucking characters. No. Just don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, and you know, I, 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 again, it's like the performances in this movie are are just good enough to make me annoyed that they're not good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Nick Cage actually does have some moments where he's acting yeah. because, like, straight up in some of the movies that he's in, he is actively not trying. <laughs> yes, actively not trying is a bit of a not really quite how language works, but no, you could you could decide not to give a shit. Yeah, I mean, he has those roles, right? Like, he's, you know, just really, really phoning it in. In this movie, I did get the impression that he was trying. It's yeah. just the script didn't give him that much, really, to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with any of the acting, now that I think about it. I thought everybody was fine. I don't think he was phoning it in at all. I thought he was playing the character how he thought it should be played. Uh, Famke Jansen, I thought, was fine. All the mm -hmm. U.S. Marshals were fine. All the crew... I thought Loeffler, mm -hmm. the bad guy, was awesome. Yeah, he 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 was a highlight of the movie for sure. Yeah. When they scooched the little Coke can over to him and he says, like, boy, I sure hope I get to return the favor. And then he gives his little creepy, like, laugh smile <laughs> combo. It's, you know, it's unnerving. Like, he, you know, the, the cast does a good job. I don't know. And 
this is one of those movies that I, I had a hard time putting my finger exactly on what was bad about it, but it's, something. There's no there's no depth to anybody. Like, they're all just, like, copy and pasted in there, and it's like, okay, there's a, you know, Nick Cage's character, you know, check the boxes. He's grizzled. He's, he's He drinks. There was, like, in his little tree perch, there was, like, an empty bottle of, yeah. like, booze. And then, like you know, he's kind of like he's, he's selfish, kind of greedy. I yeah, and I just thought like was very telling was you've been in, sitting in a perch reading a book and you didn't even like load your gun yet. Like, <laughs> isn't the whole point? Isn't the whole point to be ready? I didn't think about that when there is something happening. Jesus, yeah. I just like didn't even like that one scene made me think he's not even a good hunter. He's just an alcoholic hunter that doesn't want to like. The man breathing down his fucking neck. He's, you know, he's not a good hunter. He's just like the only one that'll do it. Like, <laughs> like go find a jaguar. Uh, no thanks. But then Nick Cage is like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. It's like in Princess Mononoke when they're like, you know, those those monks are all like, yeah, we're covered in boar's blood. It's an old trick, you know, to to get the scent of human off your body. And it's like. Yeah, none of that. It was like in Predator, you have like Arnold Schwarzenegger covered in mud. Yeah. None of that. None of that. He's nope. smoking a stogie in a treehouse, and it's like, you still managed to catch the most rare cat in the world? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. His, his awesome perch, which was just above <laughs> his trap. Like, he could have been like uh, 20 yards away, but nope. He is literally just right over his bait. Mm-hmm. Not a good hunter, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely not. And then when he busts out the the uh, the like compound bow, and he's just like, "I'm gonna go hunt." And then like the the <laughs> one of the boat members is like, "About time." And it's like, oh, "God, dude, seriously, are is what you're doing even hunting?" Yeah. <laughs> like, even Raffy like calls him out for it. He's like. You know, Nick is like basically just he's like, yeah, I poison the monkeys. I just poison them. <laughs> and then they get they get all paralyzed and I stuff them into bags. And, and Raffi is like, well, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? And Nick is like, whatever, man, it's a payday. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. the sentiment is there. And he's like, I don't give a shit. It's like, yeah, it sucks for the monkeys, not me. Like, <laughs> so just because you show up at like a, like a drop where they're like, changing hands of like a, a like some sort of a convict or whatnot and you're just dressed in like a military garb yeah and then yeah. some other guys just wearing sunglasses and a suit you just assume fbi or whatnot that doesn't give you a character that yeah. just gives you like a prop like you're you're not you're not a character. You like you don't even have a last name. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even. Like, it doesn't matter if you have a last name. I'm not gonna look you up in the phone book. Yeah. But it's just the effort that I see. I know exactly what you're talking about, Sean. Every time one of these characters is introduced, like immediately, you know exactly who they are because you've seen this character a hundred times in a hundred other movies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You see Famke Jansen show up and you go, okay, got it, no nonsense, naval doctor. And she's gonna fall for Nick Cage's, you know, selfish, swaggering asshole, got it. And you see like the lawyer guy and you're like, okay, got it, I know what kind of character that is. You see the hard ass US Marshal and you're like, okay, I understand, got it. The only really surprising character thing, I guess, was the lawyer turning out to be NSA. 
like he turning out to be a bad guy in disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the big twist of the movie, but it's not even like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm NSA and like I have to have you alive. And then, you know, the villain is trying to talk Nick Cage out of shooting him with a bow and he's like, he's NSA. He's the real bad guy. And I'm like, well, does it matter if he's CIA or NSA? They're both U.S. government agencies. Like, I I don't see how that would be any different to Nick Cage. Mm hmm. And I don't know why he's trying to take Loeffler alive either, because the, the NSA guy, I mean. Yeah. Because Loeffler says he's like, he's just going to take me somewhere and deprogram me and get rid of me. And it's like, so he's just going to kill you? Okay. That's what everybody else is trying to do. Yeah. Well, also on that he note. He supposedly I, knows stuff. I don't know why Nick Cage is trying to take him alive either. At one point, he corners him with a gun. Yeah. While he's trying to, like, you know, chart his course on that map. And he's got the gun on him. And this is even after, you know, Sergeant Tough Guy has given the go-ahead to just use lethal force. Yeah. That happens before this scene. He's got the gun trained on him. And then he just, he stands up and starts, like, slowly moving towards Nick. And I just turned to Sean and started screaming, like, why isn't he dead? Why isn't he shooting him right now? He just stood up and started walking towards him. Like, (laughs) Just shoot him. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. He does. Uh, it it makes no sense. Well, you know what, Jeff? He's a trapper at heart. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, and if he just shot him, he wouldn't be able to have trapped him and then let him get eaten by a cat. Yeah, if he kills him, then he doesn't get the million dollars in the house in the nice well, house. Yeah. See, and that they even could have. There would have been a pretty easy workaround. Uh, with that like the lawyer guy could have just you know grabbed him by the shoulder after they were given the kill command and just been like hey you know I still want him alive like my superiors will be happy if he's alive so if you help me get him alive you know the government can take care of you or whatever like yeah he he could have said something and then you know that would be great then there would have been a reason for Nick to not just be like hey you're the dickhead who almost fucked up my whole retirement yeah and it would have like appealed to his selfishness and his greed Mm -hmm. and then he would have had to overcome that and kill Loeffler that would have been a great plot point that's a really good idea Jeff yeah thank you that would have added something that this movie was deeply needing tension yeah yeah a a conflict other than just who is going to die Mm -hmm. because like is the good guy going to die or is the bad guy going to die? That's not that's not real conflict. No. And and especially because we already know the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's a Nick Cage movie. We definitely already know the answer. Like, Nick Cage is not. I no. mean, Mm-mm. if this movie had ended with Loeffler winning, killing everybody on board, and then sailing off, I would, I would give this 10 stars. That would have been dope. 10 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm constantly wanting movies to end like that, but it's America, America, dude. Nothing ends without a happy ending. Oh. Well, at least in cinema. That would have been incredible. Sorry, did I refer to this movie as cinema? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm oh, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now we've come to the hardest question of all: Who would replace Nicolas Cage in this movie? If you had to recast Nick Cage, what other actor or actress would you choose to That's portray a- them? To betray him, sorry. Uh, That's a hard one. I had an idea about this one, actually. Ooh, yeah. And I 
was looking at if this was more of a like movie that was helmed by like Tarantino's stable of actors. Okay. I would have liked to see a Michael Madsen in the trapper role. Yeah, Michael Madsen would have been great. Yeah, I mean, you could like if you just got that whole kind of gang involved in this movie. I, I think you know because like we were saying earlier, it's like the core conceit of the movie is like actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think Quentin Tarantino would have annihilated this movie. He would have knocked it out of the park. Holy shit. Steve Buscemi is the lawyer. What? Lawyer? Oh. The lawyer NSA guy? I was thinking Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe, yeah, that might work a little bit better. Nah, Luis Guzman. Let's just give it to him. Fuck yeah. Love me some Guzman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shit. Let's see. Who would be... Would we... Would we... And by we, I mean, would Quentin Tarantino, Mr. Sorry, not on a first name basis. Would Mr. Tarantino just let the psychopath be Leo DiCaprio? (laughs) It's not really a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's somebody better there. Maybe like Tim Roth. Ooh, yeah, that could be cool. And then you could have Samuel Jackson as... Captain. Yeah, the, yeah, he'd be a good captain. Because then he could be also have that awesome line where he's just like, I hate snakes! And then it's like... <laughs> and then he looks at the camera and winks. And then it's just like, oh, he got bit by a snake. I get it. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, what if Buscemi was the... Was the bad guy? Bad guy. I thought about that, but then I was like, it might be a little too close to Con Air. Like, kind of like... Garland Green, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I guess so. It's just, I think it would be, like, off-brand for him in a way that's kind of cool. Like, Mm. you know, you don't get to see him just, like, super deftly, like, sniping people through windows and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he could bring that, like, kind of, that heat that he does in um, Boardwalk Empire. That would be cool. I'd like that. Like, I mean, of course, not the, like, silly accent, but the, like... More, more of the like, just like cold-blooded, kind of like calculated, mm-hmm. like mobster-esque, like coming at it with a, you know, Marines background or something. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Um, I have an answer. Hit me. Yeah, I think, and this would have to be, this is if this movie was made in like 1985. Sure, the script was written in 1995. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It would, it, by the way. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Yes, 100%. And did you say 1995? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie was written 25 years ago? Yeah. I am not surprised at all. I I mean, fuck, unless I'm making that up, I swear to no. I swear to god though. How did you where did you hear that? Uh, I don't know. I looked at so many websites. You know what? It tracks. I'm cool with it. Anyway, 1985, I would pick somebody like um like Nick Nolte or like Chris Christopherson. Ooh. I think they would be really good at playing like a grizzled outdoorsman kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, are you are you looking them up? Well, yep. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I like the Chris I like the Chris Christopherson idea. But if now that you say more of the rugged manly thing, I I would say that really changes my original idea which was Kurt Russell. <laughs> And then it just makes it to a younger Kurt Russell. Wow, Kurt Russell again, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. But younger this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell. Oh fuck. All uh, uh, like escape from New York. No, but yeah. Chris Christopherson would look great, especially like I mean, 
Not 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 now, Chris Christopherson. Well, yeah. I mean, when he was younger and like in the Outlaws, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking him as like him in his like mid 40s, you know, got some salt and pepper, kind of a little bit weathered. I think it'd be a good a good fit. Did I ever tell you guys about the dream I had of Chris Christopherson? No, please continue. It's pretty short. No worries. Uh, I I had uh, <laughs> just recently watched. Uh, quite a bit of the Ken Burns country music documentary uh-huh. and I had gone to sleep and there was a soothing guitar like almost Native American kind of like you know that western kind of rolling wind and then that mm-hmm. and it was like that kind of music sure and it was just Chris Christopherson's voice from the sky and it was just he was telling me the plight of the Native Americans and And after a couple minutes, it just, he whispers, you left the goat cheese out. And then you look down and Chris... And then I woke up (laughs) and said, fuck, I left the goat cheese out. That was, that was... Still haunts, it still haunts me. Wow. Wow. That haunts you. That haunts me now. That was the real Chris Christopherson. Somewhere in some mansion in LA, he was like... Sean left the goat. Sean left the goat cheese up. Doing pull-ups. I I must go to him. Yeah, Chris Christopherson also woke up in a cold sweat. I was like, <laughs> I left the goat cheese out. No. Wait, <laughs> I haven't bought goat cheese in years. What the hell? <laughs> Who the fuck is Sean? <laughs> he knows a Sean. He probably knows at least two. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Man tours for 30 years, yeah. if not longer. He's met a couple of Sean's. He's met a couple Sean's. So. What am I saying? It's been which way longer one? than 30 which years. Which I'm, I'm guessing that anybody listening to this already knows our answer to this, but let's just do it anyway. Jeff, would you recommend this movie? Fuck no. Skip it. Sean? That's gonna be it's long pause there. It's a it's a pass. It's a pass. Yeah. Okay. You had me worried for a second, man. Oh no! I, was I? Did you think I was gonna say watch this movie? <laughs> I expected like a well. I just didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it with glee. Yeah. I <laughs> don't watch this. Don't fucking watch shit it. Back. There's other trapped on a boat movies. Go watch um, Deep Blue Sea. Go go watch uh, Doctor Monroe. Yeah. I lend a Dr. Moreau. Do- yeah, yeah. Uh, Moreau? Yeah, go watch that one, I guess. I mean, yeah. fuck. Go, like, go was- out into your backyard. <laughs> you know, take off your shoes and put your toes in the fucking grass and just take a deep breath. And thank God that you live in a world where you don't have to watch this movie if you don't want to. Go outside. You know what? Instead of spending an hour and a half watching this movie, go outside and just look at a tree and just appreciate nature. And I think that'll be probably a more enjoyable way to spend that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Yeah, just enjoy nature like for like two hours, about two hours. Yeah, enjoy nature for once. For once. Come on. Like, like unlike this movie, conserve and enjoy nature. (laughs) Well, anyway. (laughs) I guess that's as good a place as any to sign it off. Yeah, I'm I'm out of stuff to say. Actually, I ran out of stuff to say before we even started. Thank you for listening to All the World's a Cage. Tune in next week. Yeah, we'll... 
we'll try to watch something a little better than this at least we'll we'll get it sorted thanks thank you thank you cut 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 jesus christ <laughs> it's rough thanks for listening don't worry this will be short if you enjoy the podcast and want updates check us out on twitter we're at atwack that's a-t-w-a-c for all the world's a cage also review us on itunes if you use that or recommend us to a friend well ask if they like nick cage first and then ask if they like podcasts and then recommend us thanks again